So, been a bit going on here and there. Disappeared as quickly as Prince Andrew. No, Michael. Hit on the shares. Did you hear pause? No. And also, China's not communist, sorry. Something like that. I'd probably suggest that the morality has probably been parked up a few years ago. I believe that climate change is real. Doesn't matter which way it goes, it's a bad time. Well, should we have a break? This chicken ready. Just say to our listeners, just unpack that a bit. But old people aren't the enemy. Rich people are the enemy. If we've got the technology not to pollute, we shouldn't pollute. The end. How you going? Mm. Do you want this one? Honestly, no, no, no. no. It's, okay. not, it's not about that. This it's not about that. My microphone's not on. What? It's awkward. I'm joking. <laughs> what? Still sounds weird. Have we started? What? <laughs> I've pressed record. Uh, I don't know if that means we've started or not, but record. Re- hardly ever. Hardly ever. We are recording. I want to. Should we press record over there as well? That goes onto the USB. Oh God! We're doing press record over there as well. That is massive AZ five. That yeah, it is, isn't it? Because <laughs> there's a there's um. There's an SD card in there, so I've pressed record on there as well. Cool. You didn't say, graf- you didn't say graphite because there's no graphite there. <laughs> no. <laughs> there's no graphite on the roof. Stop. <laughs> oh, fucking hell. Bit of an Easter egg for the rest of the episode. A bit of an Easter egg. So we're ready to roll. Looks we like are. it. We are. Cool. Thank God. Only took us fucking two hours, but we're ready. And nine weeks since the last episode. Nine weeks. Yeah, it's or something. Something about that. Just joking Epi- out there. Episode... This is episode 24, isn't it? Good question. Yep. Very, very yep. good question. I'm pretty sure it is. Episode 24. Is it? Yeah, probably. Yep. Yeah. It's the most good. certain I've ever been, but it wouldn't be the first time we were fucking dead wrong either, so that's okay. No, it wouldn't <laughs> be. a problem. Episode 24, kicking off in the shed tonight. Hello, Saturday. Chris Hello, Chris and Neil. Saturday the... What's the date? Saturday the 23rd. Time stamp it. Hello, no, Michael. Of November. Good to be so it's clear. Of, of November. <laughs> We really need to figure out what's going on with those buttons too, by the way. The rainbow? Yeah, because it's an underutilised resource. It is. We use the sounds that are already there or actually load them up with something. Well, just do something. Yeah, I agree. Because I'm looking at those buttons going, I have no idea which colour does what. I know. Except that red plays that the gayest tune in the world. Press it, Mick. You could turn the volume up. Turn it up. Slide it closest to you. Here Here it goes, folks. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Have we used that? It's pretty bad. That joke every episode since we worked it out. I think <laughs> How do you make it stop? <laughs> yeah. It just plays out, Don't. mate. You just, just fucking turn That's it not down. a good feature. We have, yes, Neil, yes. to answer your question, we have used that joke every we, episode. We need to come up with new jokes. We probably do. Yeah. <laughs> w- welcome, lads and comrades. I appreciate you blokes. Thanks, Just Connor. wanted to say that. Thanks, Michael. Thanks, Mick. I know that'll catch you off guard. No, not at all. You should appreciate us. Um, so, been a bit going on here and there. One of the things that caught my eye this week was Westpac Bank. They've uh, haven't really been keeping an eye on the books, it's not no. a so to speak. No, it's fine. It, it's Morrison was shocked. I think was he, no, he was, so was he disappointed? Disappointed. He's not angry. He's disappointed. Disappointed. And the, the, the difference in language before Clarky um, gets into it, the difference in language is pretty fucking appalling. So there's a Union Royal Commission and, you know, bribery and thuggery and all sorts of corruption allegations on the front page of the paper, which go nowhere. And when Westpac get caught with their pants down doing the wrong thing, 53,000 times, was it? No, 20. Michael. <laughs> that was the Commonwealth Bank. Oh, my bad. My bad. But anyway, they West, say Westpac, twenty-three million million. That's a considerable more breaches. Tw- twenty-three million breaches, and the maximum penalty for each breach, eighteen million dollars. It should shut Toma- the joint down. Tomatoes, tomatoes, like six more zeros. What the fuck, you know? Not a not a big deal. Well, they and they've upped True. Commonwealth banks. Uh, so theirs was what linked to money laundering, including like drugs, potentially an arms Organized sales, and so on. Well, Westpac have one upped them, and they're. Uh, some of their transfers are alleged to have been involved with, like, child pornography and just the lowest of lowest um, possible things. Yep, child exploitation. The guy still drives to and from work in his chauffeur-driven car, not a paddy wagon to be seen. Not one. Sure. And they, just to close off on my point, otherwise we'll have to delete that whole bit because it makes no sense. So in amongst all this, 
organised crime, the lowest of the low, all that shit. Huge resources, got more than enough systems in place to capture this. They've done it because they knew that the regulator would do fuck all because ASIC is hopeless. And what do you know? They say, we're going to have a board meeting because we need to better understand the issues. Like, fucking give me a break. Mm. Like, it's a, really? It's a joke, and what I'll... um. I'll get the listeners to do is just keep an eye on Westpac's share price. So when the same thing uh, happened with the Commonwealth Bank, who only did 53,000 breaches, the maximum fine (laughs) that they would have received at that point in time was a trillion dollars because each breach is the maximum fines, um, 18 million. They did a deal um, for seven hundred million, and then the next day, when their share price bounced once the share market was relieved, that they weren't going to be um, shut down. The the bounce in the share price covered half the cost of the fine that they had to pay. Mm. I'd suggest um, if you're a speculator, I'd be going out getting Westpac shares. I'd probably be looking for the the drop in Westpac shares. Buy big. If I was a ball bag, I'd go and get Westpac yep. shares. Just buy heaps. Like sell your house, um, sell your mum, do whatever you got to do to raise the capital, <laughs> and just buy heaps of fucking Westpac shares. Wait for the bounce and then sell them, and you'll you'll be fucking you'll be the richest bloke getting around. It'll be awesome. So that's my um, share market advice for anyone out there. <laughs> Great new segment there, Clarky. Yeah, it's if, Koshy's, if you just want to Koshy and Clarky share market if advice. If you just want to cash in, just fucking cash in, mate. Who cares about the people that were harmed because of uh, the actions of the company? It's all about making money. Don't let feelings get in the way of making a dollar, mate. That's right, mate. Yeah, fucking just share it up. Absolutely. Get on the shares. And the best part about, uh, well, certainly for AMP, Westpac come as a bit of a blessing and ran cover because the day before the news broke that AMP are still charging dead people, <laughs> but that was when you get 23 million breaches the day after, that kind of eclipses any news about dead people being charged because, you know, hey, they've got no voice and there's not going to be any news story there to go with. I, I had no idea that that was a thing. It got missed. It just went disappeared like very quickly. Once that one, bit like out. disappeared as quickly as Prince Andrew. Whoa, oh, your mate. Oh, so, which, which button is it? <laughs> oh, I don't know. I fucked it up. <laughs> anyway, they're laughing because I was tampering with the thing and it didn't work. There was a oh, it's the wrong one. I tried to get the drum. <laughs> oh, fucking, I got the crickets. Oh no. I've been there. There we go. There was one good meme about um, Prince Andrew. Uh, what is it? Something like uh, Margaret Thatcher said, "I fucked the miners," and um, <laughs> oh yes, yes. <laughs> and uh, Prince Andrew's on the other side saying, "Yeah, me too, me too." Yes. yes, and extremely white, privileged male who does nothing to earn an income decides to earn his income out of the public eye. Like it's you know it's changed. Yeah, yeah. Like he's not going to do any public work anymore. Like he doesn't do anything anyway. Exactly like at this massive. Social decline for a bloke because he's had to move out of his office in Buckingham Palace and no longer do media events. Poor bastard. What's the cunt fucking now? tampers with kids for fuck's sake. It's fucking. Give me a break. But again, that goes to the monarchy, <sighs> which uh, we aren't definitely aren't going down there on this episode, but no, we will no. in a future episode. Right. So, um, empire and the monarchy that leads nicely into Bolivia, for example. Yeah, man. No, yeah, probably does. What's going on with the imperial fucking? Stormtroopers this week, Clarky. <laughs> Where are we off to? Where have we been? Imperial Stormtroopers. Fucking over some Fuckin poor people. Nice. The old, um, let's... Do you want to run the... Latin America is going fucking off. Just rolling out there. imperialism all over the place. It's just off the show. It made me think about um, the East India Company on the way here in the car and just how um, when you had feudalism where it was like the the rich uh, monarchy of a nation that used to go around fucking people over, and then once that got um, the arse, it basically just became corporations. So it actually made things worse. My In my ears, my yeah. voice sounds like really echoey. Sounds good over here. Sounds good over there? Yeah. As long as it's good over your, there with you, Neil, because I'm going to be honest, it's echoing like, it sounds a bit weird. Really? Yep. Oh. How do, no, it's only when you speak yourself because you get a bit of a really it's small little pretty, feedback. Yeah, not normally like this, so it's like pretty, like a bit of reverb going on. As long as it's, happy, it's good in your ears. So. Yeah. It is, only about, it is only about the recording. Yeah. As right. long as the replay back is good. No, it wouldn't. My earphones are the same as yours, aren't they? Yeah, I know, but because. I don't know. Look, they sound fine in mine, so they're. 
you go, that's what they sound like to me. And I'm listening to, oh, yeah, sort of similar. Yeah? Sort of still similar. Okay. There's yeah. something, there is something going on with our mix. Okay. No two ways about that. But as long as it... Oh, so you, it's just an irritation because you can hear something in... I'm, yeah. When I was just giving Clarky these... Cause no, I wanted to see what it sounded like. Sorry. It's definitely yeah. worse in my earphones by the sounds of it, but anyway, whatever, I'll put up with it. We could do a we could do a segment on fine-tuning your audio rig as a... <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we do it. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, I can smell chicken. <laughs> right, yep, good. Right. I didn't have tea and I can smell that chicken. I'm distracted. Cool. Did you um, want to... There's been a lot of... Anyway, sorry, I'll cut you off, but East India Company? No, no, I'm not What going. sort of fucking tangent are we going on Not here? going down there. Jesus, man. Okay, it's a big one. Yeah, yeah so... so shut talk, him down, Neil. Just so want to talk about Bolivia. Rather than um, probably do any sort of a deep dive into Bolivia and the continuation of of South American um, exploitation and raping of resources. Yeah, well, coups led by US um, interests or the government serving the interests of the corporations and et cetera, et cetera. Are we going to go straight to Tesla on that then? There is a good... We can do that, but we'll just play this quick sound grab from... So there's been... There's like three really good references if you want to really fucking go to the depth of what exactly is going on in uh, Bolivia... Media Roots Radio uh, podcast, Abby Martin and a brother. That's got about two hours of content. So if that's enough for you, great. If that's still not enough, Michael Brooks has done one. And this segment will play now from Lee Camp. So we'll redacted tonight. Redacted tonight. Yeah, this is episode two sixty eight. If you want to look it up, it's worthwhile. Here's a little quiz for you. The first indigenous president in Latin America cuts poverty by 50%, decreases the influence of the IMF and the World Bank in his country, and spreads the wealth of the oil and gas industry to the people. What do you think happens to a person like that? <laughs> if you answered deposed by a US-backed military coup, then ding, 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 ding! You are a winner! In a really shitty game show! Well... Cookie cutting 101 in Latin America. We made a bit of a decision before we made this show that we wouldn't mansplain uh, every single time that the West fucks over a country in Latin America or somewhere else. But the main point and thrust of the conversation here is that same shit, different week. Ecuador, Chile, Venezuela, Bolivia, you fucking name it. Brazil, they had their fucking prime, uh, opposition leader jailed on the day of the election. Lula da Silva, no good. There are people out there, Neil's referenced, there are three awesome examples of how to learn about these this bullshit that continues in, seems to continue indefinitely. Go and check it out, um, but we're just going to peel off to the side with a couple of other little things that are going on in Bolivia. Tesla? Tesla, Clarky's fucking former man crush, Elon. <laughs> Never had a crush. Like we've suggested on this podcast numerous times, uh, research the enemy. Yeah. Yeah. No, know thy enemy, comrade. That's, no, uh, thy that's, enemy. That's the big one. So, No, I did actually have a crush on him. Uh, so in these sorts of countries that we've referenced here, and it's been going in Latin America for going on 70 years now, come on in, in, since the 50s, they all share some things in common, which are very unfortunate for them. They have natural resources or are otherwise situated somewhere where the West wants to be. So what's, uh, what's Bolivia hiding from the good people of the West, Clarky? What is it? Turns out they've got shitloads of lithium. That wouldn't be useful at all in the modern world. There's no way that any new economic fucking opportunity for investors, you could use lithium for anything no it, way. It's not... No one's calling it the new oil. No one's doing that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a bit. <laughs> it's, a bit. Um, I had a really good thought and then just went straight out of my head. Sorry, mate. I was I've... like, oh, this is going to be awesome. I'm going to make an awesome point here and I've just lost it. We're going to cut you straight back in. Cool. When it, it happens. It hasn't come back. I'll, if it turns up... When you have I'll an excited so look on I'll your let, face, we'll cut you know. back in. I'll be so like, oh, fucking no. No. <laughs> what did happen to the share price with Tesla... Explain, let's explain the link. Neil's, Neil's brought me back to hey, where I was thinking. He's back. So just like uh, Westpac is going to have a share price bounce, like I said, sell your house, sell your mum, do whatever you got to do. Turns out that when uh, Olivia's, Olivia's, Bolivia's president Evo left the country and went to Mexico, he'd recently shut down um, a, proposed, a proposal to uh, build a massive lithium mine. 
now that he's been punted, it turns out that Tesla's share price bounced pretty quickly after that news got uh, made public. And if you know anything about Tesla, they don't just make cars. A lot of their uh, a lot of the technology based around Tesla is all about batteries. So it's the battery for the cars, the batteries for solar panels, the big battery that's out in the outback in um, South Australia and things like that. So they're quite hungry for a bit of lithium. So the fact that it looks as though they're going to be able to go into a poor country and exploit the fuck out of their natural resources is a good thing for Tesla share prices. Can, can I just make one quick comment before Neil um, goes around the uh, into the guts of it? The, the fact that, like, these weren't public steps taken. It's not like the left-wing government was punted and then a right-winger came in and made a public statement saying Tesla are going to fucking give free power to everyone in our country. It was an unseen step and it was an automatic one and this to me is what is so fucked up is investors on the share market automatically have put shitloads of money into the fact that a right-wing government will uh, sell or give access to this lithium to Tesla and it's like that bang. It's they, a clear they, signal. They know that. Uh, to me, that is a little bit fucked up. Like, how many steps ahead of this exploitative model are they to just assume these things and make those decisions on the spot? It's just fucking. It's horrendous. Yeah, well, they're having a they're having a punt, and that's obviously a clear signal. But they're just probably just watching history. And going, well, what's happened previously? We've got a right-wing government. Right-wing governments like to privatise. They don't like to nationalise. That resource belongs to the people of that country. But now that a right-wing government's in there, they're probably going to sell it to some sort of multinational to come in and exploit and fucking a few people get rich out of it and everyone else will suffer. And it's time and time again on that point like that, that you both are sort of trying to draw the connection between one thing happens over here and then another thing, by pure coincidence, happens over here. The two are never linked in the, in the public discourse, ever, with some exceptions. So I'll come across a really fucking good article. Naomi Klein, she's, a, um, uh, she's written a few books. I will endeavour to put some links up to that. The Shock Doctrine. The Shock Doctrine, that's the one. Yeah, that's it. She's written a story for The Intercept, I think it was published uh, maybe two weeks ago, and it's titled Forged in Fire, California's Lessons for, the, for a Green New Deal. And in that particular article, she highlights that exact connection where the rage of the people who survived the fires of last year, the fires that were started by PG&E, their rage is, is now squarely turned on the people who have come into their community to make a profit from their demise so things like property prices being jacked up because the the town was labeled as an investment opportunity or investment gold mine because so much devastation had come through the bottom had fallen out of the market that is the time to fucking buy and now people are moving back into that community the locals just cannot afford to fucking live in that fucking community so she uses some pretty amazing language and you know, refers to these forces as uh, so. The target was a myriad of forces that had conspired to twist the knife again and again and again, whether it be from property prices to oh, it goes on and on and on. Anyway, that effectively, it's a good article to read, and, and it sort of ties in exactly what's going on in Bolivia. There's an opportunity to oust the government that's met through bankrolling from third parties outside the U.S. government, and then straight away the corporate. Uh, operations of America profit heavily, very quickly, and so do speculators at the same time. And we're not just talking about a few bob either. Like it's um, on the ground, it's a fucking horrific thing. There's been um, kidnappings and fucking murders and all sorts of shit going on um, during that coup. It's not like it's been a bloodless one. Uh, I just want to raise a uh, parallel between when we say that Latin America is getting raped and pillaged for their natural resources and all that shit. Let's not forget in Australia, on our watch as Australians in the last three generations, Rio Tinto and BHP have raped our country to the tune of trillions of fucking dollars, paid pennies on the pound because people haven't been able to confront the economic problem of, you know, people having jobs and the mining boom and all that shit. Literally trillions of dollars to the investors of those companies. So just because uh, blood hasn't been shed to do that, mm. we've given it away willingly, which is fucking worse. So we shouldn't be too hypocritical to go, oh, well, fucking, 
you know, America's no good over there. Yep. We were dumb enough to give the fucking stuff away. Absolutely. Well, the parallel like with that one is the classic with liquid, liquid gas, the natural 100%. gas problem. So is it the Qatar or something like that? Qatar and Brunei, they fucking... <laughs> Very similar output in volume. Not exactly raging socialist countries, neither. No, no, no. <laughs> the complete fucking opposite. But they, don't they have nationalised gas, though? Yeah, way. There's a thing. Yeah. Shh, shh. Don't tell anyone. Oh, sorry. Oh, so we... we Right, so we are investing in uh, Qatari gas now. Oh. <laughs> Is that what's going on? I think the, the, Australia was just about to overtake Qatar, so the volumes were comparable mm. with um, export volumes of gas. And I'll fact check it, but loosely the comparison was something like two hundred billion a year was Qatar's uh, receipts for um, for export, what that was coming into the country. And uh, for the, roughly the same amount of volume, Australia was fucking like. 10 billion or something it was ridiculous it was like less than 5% we're the biggest exporter in the world who now has to build import gas terminals in the country because we need to to protect our reserves we need to start buying gas I think you've been a bit harsh because um, (laughs) your mate John Howard and fucking Peter done a red hot deal with the Chinese to sell all our gas to them and it was applauded as the best thing since sliced bread when they did it and they did it at a fixed price. And, you know, we always hear about how great economic managers they are and they're the best ever. And yet they've totally fucked us in the ass when it comes to that whole episode of selling all our gas to China and now we have to import gas. Not just us, though. They haven't well, fucked the, the Australian public. They've the, also done the, the, country. the East, Timor- East Timorese public uh, as well. We've, we've, hey, we've covered that before. <laughs> um, but it's the same thing, isn't it? They did it to both countries. For sure. We're going to hit pause. Yeah, let's, we're ready. We're ready for a feed. Oi, oi. You mix what's up. I've got to do a wee. That's oh. why I wanted to hit pause. Just, did you hit pause? No. Okay, so just um, before we leave, let Tesla off the hook, something I just saw in the last few days. Has anyone seen the Tesla truck? Oh, yes. It looks like Back to the Future, the DeLorean, and a kid, a, a picture that a three-year-old would draw of a truck and a doorstop bashed together. That's the Tesla truck. There, do you reckon he's like so such a control fucking freak that he does everything, like including design? He's just a really shit designer, and everyone's too scared to fucking tell him that it's a shit. That's not the best. That's <laughs> not really the best. It's fucking awful. So, two thousand one, a space odyssey. What would they have said? A uh, battery powered truck in two thousand and twenty would look like. Oh yeah, probably no, that. not that. Not it's that. Not, it's not, not that. the best. No. <laughs> anyway, if you haven't seen it, go and have a look because. I think at some point every young person, when they have attempted to draw a car, has drawn this exact thing. It's amazing. <laughs> and I just want to make a comment so we can have a visual for the audience. Sully is currently trying to tamper with Neil's back passage, <laughs> which is fine. It looks fine. Neil looks happy enough. We're both warm. <laughs> is that okay? Everyone's ha- everyone seems to be having a good time. Well, awesome. for once, Sully's not scratching the fuck out of something. Yeah, look at him. He's might... just fucking... See, that's it. The vibe. He just landed on his head. He fell off the chair. <laughs> <laughs> and he's going to blame you for it and fuck you up. Yeah. It's going to be funny. At least, cool. at least he's not up on the table playing with me chords. Yet. So, just, just Chris, back passage. Yes. I suppose let's give you the fucking barrel pass over there and go... How about you rip the band-aid off the climate conversation, brother? <laughs> okay, here we go. Sort so, that out for us, pal. I'll just um, put everyone at rest uh, with the topic. So I suppose the thing that's been sort of grinding on me recently is the talk about climate change and a climate emergency and a catastrophe. And, you know, we've got horrific bushfires in these countries and, and things of that nature and... It just seems to be the only thing that gets brought up when we talk about the fact that the the climate's changing and that the average uh, temperature is increasing is they talk about coal and energy generation and that these are the main issues and and things of that nature that are, are causing climate change. But for me, no one's actually really going deep on what the root cause is and how did we get here and... Clearly, it's the economic mode of capitalism and how how that operates and how it works about everything's got to be done for profit and as efficient as possible to make the maximum amount of profit. That's why we've ended up with a climate 
that's behaving in the way that it is. So it just seems to me like there's... A few examples of that, Clarky, like, for example... Well, just just in the fact that, um, take energy, for instance, it's now it's now there for profit. So if it's, if it's more expensive, um, and I don't know whether it is or it isn't, but if it's more expensive, say, to switch from coal to renewables, and the only reason in which we're not doing that is because it's an economic reason and we're disregarding the environmental impact, that's a problem. And if we don't call that out, I just think we're just going to rinse and repeat. So if we say that coal's the issue and that it's polluting the atmosphere and that we need to shut down coal and we're going to fix the problem by uh, going green and renewable, all it's really going to do is shift the problem somewhere else. So what I mean by that is if you look at um, an alternative like gas – and the method of extraction, which is becoming quite popular, which is fracking, we're not going to be polluting the atmosphere. We're going to be polluting groundwater. Mm. So we're just shifting the problem from one area to another, and the environmental impact is probably going to be similar um, as far as how detrimental it's going to be for the area in which this thing's happening. And when no one seems to have the fucking balls to come out and say, hey, we actually fucking got to this place because... The way in which capitalism works um, has created this issue. Mm. And it's not just climate change, although the two are totally related, is um, the water issue in the Darling, not to sort of throw off on a tangent, but exactly as an example, the same parallels to your argument are there. There's lack of water, a scarcity of water, and the only ones who are getting it are the ones who can afford to pay the most for it, which is the market-based system, which is the problem with with power as well yep. so and people are just going there's not enough water or it's getting hotter or whatever and it's the conversation keeps getting steered in a direction which which sort of sort of going off a bit spot on mate no, it's, it's, good. It, it's one message with one solution fuck off coal fuck off this sort of uh and everything will be fine but it won't no because we've seen that with the lithium in Bolivia, which we were talking about before, here's an opportunity to use batteries to store power that can be produced for zero carbon, which is, the science is clear, so we, we can move on from that. But straight away, it's been set up for profit motives, rather than to liberate a, a country and a population of people and to spread wealth more democratically and more evenly, we're looking at foreign interests looking to make the most profit out of a resource in a country like Bolivia. So that was, yeah, just to try and shore up your your argument on the climate change and how the fucking, the message is just getting fucking lost. Can yeah, I, be, because I think... Um, no, Michael. I think the message that's getting lost is the way in which we behave on this planet needs to be in a way that's sustainable for future generations, the current ecosystems that currently exist. And under the economic mode of capitalism, it, it's not it's um it's something that can't happen. So that's that's the issue. So if we if climate change is about the atmosphere, but if we're talking about sustainability in the entire ecosystem of the planet, whether we fucking poisoning the oceans or and you're talking about lithium, if lithium becomes the new oil what issues are, is lithium mining going to present in the future? Because I don't know how it gets mined or no, any sort same. of pollution that would be generated from mining and processing and all that sort of bullshit. Mm. But if that comes prolific and it's all about profit and we're not worried about sustainability, then no doubt then that, that'll cause some sort of issue in the future as well. So if we're not thinking about fucking off this system where everything's just about profit and we need to make as much profit as possible and all this sort of bullshit and we start to actually live, try and live in harmony with the planet as best we can and profit motive gets fucked off, then potentially we're going to move in a direction where we're not going to have to worry about whether it's the climate catastrophe because of the atmosphere or, fuck, now we don't have enough water to drink or, fuck, the ocean's dying or whatever it may be. Capitalism is it's, it's getting to a point now, and Mick um, raises it all the time, about late-stage late capitalism. It's starting to eat itself. So with all, with all the um, extinction protests and climate change activism that's going on, it's good, but... 
let's start to fucking actually call out the root cause of why we're actually fucking getting here. It feels to me that people are afraid of being labelled a communist or a socialist or, or things like that because it's such taboo because of all the hysteria around those sort of things. And I'm not suggesting for one um, minute that we should go down the communist path. It's funny how sitting on the left that um, all, all the right-wing commentators want to label you as a communist and you want to turn out like fucking China or Russia or, or whatever, which is clearly not the case at all. Are you saying... All I'm saying is there there's a, there's a possibility to do things differently. Yeah. This whole rhetoric of, well, capitalism's the best thing we can do is clearly bullshit. We can obviously do heaps better than this. The fact that it's it, capitalism is so narrow in its wealth distribution and the ways in which it operates uh, under globalisation and the fact that it's wrecking the fucking planet, also all because, like, a small percentage of people want to become fucking billionaires or multi-billionaires or whatever, that's, that's the thing we need to start calling out. And not, not stop it, Arnie? That's no. not the. That's not. So it's not. No. No. Not stop it. It's like a, a grain of sand on the beach. It's mm. fucking. It's. It's not the problem. It's. It's a Darny times a million. That's the fucking problem. It's the whole system in which, this. Uh, it's been allowed to, perpetuate and grow into what it is now. If if it's if it's not held into check and we don't diverge and transition to somewhere different, well then we can only drill so many holes in our own boat before the fucking thing sinks. And people need to start calling that shit out. Yes, there's fucking the climate, from what I've told, and I've done zero research on climate change, but the scientists that talk about it say the average temperature is increasing and it's having a detrimental effect on um, weather patterns and, and shit like that. It, I've done no research. I don't know. But if there's a way in which we can produce energy, for instance, which is creates less pollution... We should do it. And if the only caveat is, oh, we don't do it because it fucking costs more, it's, it's ridiculous. It's, the, measure, the measurement of things by measuring everything in money and profits, it's just, it should have no place when it comes to things like that. Because that's how everything's measured. It's like, oh, well, it costs too much money and it's fucking, you know, we can't make a profit from it. It's, at the end of the day, it's a fucking resource. Mm. Everything's just, it's just all resource-based. Like, the market determines how much things cost. So, clearly, if the market's saying something's too expensive, then the market should get fucked. And it goes back to the same fucking issue we always have is artificial scarcity. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Pretending something's a bigger deal than it is or other way around. Yep. On, you touched on that the movement is suggesting that there is some sort of solution, which is obviously um, a pretty finite uh, line in the sand. I haven't really heard too much nuance around... Uh, a staged approach or how long this is expected to take or whatever, it seems quite quite abrupt what is suggested. And I just want to, in support of Clarkie's point, is to say it doesn't matter if every... It's absolutely irrelevant if every fucking coal-fired power station, for instance, that's just one plank, every one of them is shut down. Like we're seeing in Bolivia and we've seen through the fact that you know, uh, electric cars were around in the 80s and they were buried because hydrocarbon cars were selling like hotcakes. Um, under capitalism, it's just going to be another thing for sale and it's going to be commoditized and we're just going to stay fucking poor. There's just going to be this the same thing. Capitalism will make sure that the solutions to climate change keep a fucking massive working poor in the world. So it's it has to be both. It can't just be... We're happy to have, and regardless of the science, if you believe in this, then you'd say we're happy to have a healthy planet, but we're just going to get fucked senseless as still by capitalism. It's just fucking the two things have to go together because otherwise nothing's going to change because, as you've rightly pointed out, if profit remains profit and ultimately the bottom line remain the only consideration for what should be done then we're just going to go around in fucking circles. Well, this is nonsense. Well, well, and also, China's not communist, sorry. <laughs> well, and I was just to your point with profit. It's dictatorship, by. So you both mentioned profit. When profits, while profit's on the table, there will always be a tension between the profit motive and fucking everything else which steps in its way, whether that's workers wanting more, more wages, a um, sentiment that people think a particular patch of forest should remain and not be cleared for fucking farming palm oil or some the next fucking thing like it's if there's a profit to be made everything else comes second place and it it only is challenged when attention is raised so to me that just doesn't seem like a very fucking good way to organize humanity 
when every fucking time we have to make a decision, there's tension. Always a fucking tension. It's compromise. And then it ends up being, oh, well, there's going to be a scarcity of this, which makes it um, in demand. And then you start seeing imperial forces come out to play and it ends in fucking bloodshed. It's just, it cannot exist under that, that the system. It cannot. Well, especially when the American Empire has got, uh, what is it, close to a trillion dollars on the budget for um, for their military, which is, you know, essentially supporting the capitalist mode, and they're outspending the next 11 countries, or something to that effect. Mm. It's like the and next this, is, this is pretty brutal, but the example of the lithium in Bolivia is the first example of what we um, have been toying around in the shed as green imperialism, because... It's the first example of where people will be forced to say, and they have. I've seen fucking press releases from actual politicians in America celebrating the military imperialism to secure America a greener future, like mm. that sort of fucking freedom and bald eagles type yeah, shit yep. on the back of you know climate change and climate repair. It's fucking terrifying. And it's sort of, um, it's just history repeating itself. When you think about... Uh, and Eyes Left raised this in their latest podcast about the uh, the UK Navy. The reason why they were powerful back in the day is because they had the most powerful na- Navy and it was all um, run off coal. When they transitioned their Navy over to um, oil-based propulsion, so oil engines, that's when they all of a sudden took an uh, interest in the Middle East because they didn't have any coal in the UK. So it's just another thing. It went from coal. Have any oil in the oil. UK? Sorry, what did I say? Coal. Coal. Oh, they got fucking heaps of coal made in the UK, but Thatcher fucked over all the miners. Fuck you, Thatcher. Um, so it's just another transition. So is lithium going to be the next one? And uh, it's just going to keep repeating and keep repeating and keep repeating. And just touching back on the profit motive again, it always just seems to be whenever there's something goes wrong, whenever there's a corner cut. It always seems to be they cut corners because they wanted to save money and make more profits. The evidence would suggest whatever happens, it's because we're trying to save money. We're trying to fucking make more profit. So we cut corners. It's, well, if, if we don't fuck the profit, the profit motive off, it's just going to continue to happen. If we're going to keep it tied into the, tonight's content that we're putting on, yeah. banking is a good example of that. Yeah. They're, these guys, the CEOs... To the full extent of their knowledge, or the, the the minimum amount of their knowledge, they would have known this shit was going on at some level, whether they were a little bit in the dark or completely fucking knowing to the lot of it. Their pay packet is directly tied to the profit of that fucking company, that bank. So if things are going good, do you reckon they've fucking got any incentive to speak up about it, uh, other than moral fucking... And by the time you get to the CEO of a company like that, I'd probably suggest that the morality has probably been fucking parked up a few years ago. Yeah, for sure. So, and this is the core element of it, whether it's profit of a multinational or the individual gains that can be made that puts you in front of your fucking neighbour or the fucking next bloke who's trying to take your job. It's a, it, again, it's a shit way to fucking organise... The um the market bullshit market theory of perpetual growth. Yeah, yeah. this has to be economic growth because otherwise, young people can't buy houses or yeah. whatever the fucking uh, romantic catchline is that the Tories fucking run out all the time. Or no one's motivated to fucking do anything. Sure, and that's currently where my frustration comes in with the whole climate debate. It's heaps of people out there talking either one way or another. I believe that climate change is real, but only based on the fact that what I hear is a lot of scientists have said that it is a thing and they've done a lot of research. Obviously, there's a lot of people out there saying it's all bullshit and it's a hoax and whatever. But regardless of whether it's real or not real, if the reason why we're polluting the planet is because of whether or something is not as profitable as something else... It's a clear indication that the current model is fucking ridiculous. If we've got the technology not to pollute, we shouldn't pollute. The end. And when you talk about whether you believe it or not, I mean, we're not talking about fucking sky fairies here. We're talking about thousands of scientists who, you know, these are the institutions that we rely on as a society to produce information about the weather forecast, whether there's going to be a tsunami, whether all these fucking things. We rely on these institutions, CSIRO. We've seen, you know, with this bullshit uh, reef fund and all the rest of it, we're Half a billion dollars went from CSIRO. But anyway, the belief side of things, 
it's not a matter of believing it, it's looking at the critical analysis of people who have trained to break down data and make a conclusion and then to constantly question it. So if you've got them do it, a person doing that through a particular method which has been tried and tested and it's led us to all the amazing advancements in the world we live in at the moment, penicillin, fucking insulin, whatever, to turn around and then go, yeah, they're all great, all those fucking amazing things that have happened, but when every single climate scientist bar one out of 100 says, oh, maybe not, that's enough to be fucking erring on the side of caution and say it's probably not a thing. It's like fucking, it's not about belief. It's like whether your ideology suits the fucking, the message that's coming out of these scientists. I think that's more to the, more to the point. The, there's a meme that gets, that gets around that says something like, what is the consequence of being wrong about climate change? Exactly. Oh, we have a cleaner planet. Exactly. Only, and this is my point, but only the consequences of being wrong under a capitalist system is that we all fucking pay more for shit that we don't need to. This is the problem. If it doesn't matter which way it goes, it's a bad time. And I'm not sitting over here as a climate denier. I'm sort of, from the point of view, is I'll be a little bit negative about it even, right? Whichever way population goes. Whichever way it goes, Mm. and it doesn't fucking really matter. If it's right or wrong, yeah. if capitalism remains, we're fucked anyhow. Yeah, because yep. someone's going to make a buck along the way. We're yeah. going to so yeah. we don't live a better life. Sure, maybe we're maybe to put the brakes on the the temperature rising decades from now, maybe. But what does that do for working people around the world? Fuck all, life's already hard. Yep. And mm. I'm not saying don't worry about the climate. I'm just saying. It is super important, but it's one plank of many things that are super important to the working yep. class. I just wanted to make one... Seem, um, seems like a bit of a distraction, Mick. Bit of a fucking distraction. Yes, very good one. And I'm sure the oil and energy and financial barons of the world are super happy for people to be making a nondescript, non-defined statement about, emotional statement about the state of the climate because they've like, completely ignored capitalism. It's which like they'd giving, be going, yay, fucking, so giving a blank check to capitalists, in a sense. Sure. Richard Dennis put out a pretty good quote. Quote. Queef. Queef. Richard Dennis put out a pretty good tweet on Twitter, and he said, things that conservatives think are worth trying to reduce emissions. Nuclear, fracking, turning coal into hydrogen. Things that are just too risky. Renewable energy, batteries, energy-efficient standards for cars. Mm. Yeah, that's just adequate. That's fucking beyond the pale. It's mate. just all fucking... It's just fucking capitalism. That, that's where it's ideology because, like Mick's making the point with capitalism, there is profit to be made on both sides of that, whether it's nuclear yep. or whatever. Not so much ideology, but um, in that sense, who's well, nu- donning... Nuclear is a, a perfect example because it's super expensive. It's basically past yep. its use-by date because it's... It's unlikely and it doesn't look on the horizon that they're going to be able to deal with the waste and make it fucking affordable per energy unit. It's just dear. But I just wanted to make one point, like I'll plank into the, the climate change thing and the statement around the effects on people. Have a think about uh, in Australia, the welfare debate, right? Where and jobs and shit like that and shit jobs and good jobs or however they're defined and welfare and drug testing welfare and all that. The conservatives in this country say that or insinuate fucking poorly and arrogantly that they're all character problems. And they basically say, if you're in a shit place in life, that's your job basically sucked in or have a go and fix it. That is, If you plank that out... It's no different to how conservative governments around the world are treating climate change. Mm. They're basically saying if you're poor and live in a coastal area or you're fucking whatever your problems are, you live in a polluted country, it's a character problem and you just need to have a go and fix it. It's the same fucking... PM made a joke about it, didn't he, with Frydenberg, was it, or off mic? Dutton. Dutton, yeah. Yeah, It was uh, Dutton and Abbott, Mm. and they said, oh, well, fucking the the water will be lapping at their doors. But I know it's a massive bow to draw, but it's it's similar. Mm. They're basically saying, oh, well, fucking, you're poor, you're in a bad situation, that's your problem. And it's it goes across a lot of things. Absolutely. Too bad, so <laughs> Sorry. It's a, I know it's a massive fucking uh, connection, but I think it's still the same. Uh, it's, it's And it goes back to this thing, which we'll probably get into with this cunt about super. The traditional conservative belief that the individual has ultimate responsibility and there is no you know the Margaret Thatcher there's no community and there's only the individual and all that bullshit yep equality of opportunity not uh, equality of outcome it's a it's a shit thing well should we have a break this chicken ready and then I was going to say I reckon it'd be and then get into the tidbits just at the end of that we just say to our listeners just unpack that a bit and have have a look at it and 
see where you're at with it all. Because if we're running around banging pots and pans together, but then don't have any clear direction on what we think the problem is or what the root cause of climate change is, then when what are we? How can we possibly look at fixing something? We're just gonna we're just there's gonna replace bit, climate change with something else. Is what it's going to be next time. There's fucking. a bit of Sun Tzu in all this, which is tactics without strategy is the longest path to victory. Like if you're if we just run around, and I've heard a fucking lot of it. And everyone's seen a lot of it, which is climate. People are angry about and want an re- immediate reaction on climate change is real. So they want to have a debate about whether the thing's real. And there isn't a lot of fucking detail or nothing's time bound or whatever. I'm sure there is somewhere, but most of the stuff which we're propagated on the media, which gives me concern, is climate change is real. And if you deny it, you're a fucking tool. Sure. But where does that, where do we move? And are you really just having a conversation about your thoughts on a particular thing? There's no systems conversation in that. No, it's at a system level. The only the only thing that probably has the movement that's examined that a bit closer was probably the Occupy after the GFC in America that loosely did, did that. And I think the motives of Bernie Sanders are trying to address, address that specific concern. Let's change the system to some degree, whether it's far enough or it's in small steps. That has to be the number one priority if we're going to fucking see better outcomes. Yeah, I just I just meant yeah. confining it to... And I get Occupy was, was good and it was sad to sort of see the wheels fall off it. Mm. But that was an economic conversation yeah. rather than a, a climate conversation. Yeah, true. Yes, that's right. Yeah, but it's the yeah. same, same thing. Mm. And why aren't these organisations joining up and being prepared to say that... And it's the same fucking thing. It goes back to the same thing. And the analogy is don't blame the boomers, blame rich people. Exactly. It just happens that the people in power... Um, our political system, we end up electing older people because it's older people because it's seen that they've got life experience in that. But old people aren't the enemy. Rich people are the enemy. And over on the left, which is the broadest church, which heaps of people don't understand what the fuck the left actually encompasses. You've got the environmental side. You've got the industrial side. You've got economic side. There's heaps of very big array and these, those people aren't working together. That's right. And that's why... Under capitalism, you've got 5% of the population fucking wiping the floor and defeating the 95%. Yep. Chicken time. Absolutely. Chicken time. We are back now. I've pressed record again. After um, I got my chicken on. I just want to give a plug to Mick Anderson's chicken schnitzel sandwiches. They're fucking the bomb. Can I they are? I feel legitimately unwell. (laughs) (laughs) I've I've, I've eaten three of them. I didn't really need to eat that third one, but I just couldn't help myself. Fuck is that all? You're on a diet. Yeah, (laughs) I need to be. So yeah, bit of bit to unpack there with our take on uh, what's going on with climate change and the emergency and everything else that's going on. Something also I wanted to mention is a lot of the silly videos that are emerging on Facebook about people trying to blame the Greens for the fucking bushfires and no one can backburn and all this sort of bullshit and clearly it's not the Greens fucking, it's got nothing to do with them, it's all to do with resources. It's um, a bit like a death tax. A bit like a death tax, it's resources and the windows of opportunity are getting less and less and that's not my opinion, that's coming from the people that actually fucking implement and fight fires that are saying these things. So if you're out there blaming the Greens for the bushfires, you're a fucking idiot actually do some research for fuck's sake and into that winding down period of the potty so book review from me this week would be chernobyl history of a tragedy it's available uh in audio book format i think it goes for about 15 hours it really unpacks not only the tragedy itself but then the aftermath if you've ever watched the hbo series this is a great supplement to that as well because it goes into a lot more detail about the aftermath of the tragedy and how many people are actually affected so if your research is you reading one Wikipedia post, I'd suggest that you probably fucking don't actually understand the full impact of the tragedy. It was many, many tens of thousands of people that were impacted by this tragedy, especially in the Ukraine. They even had to set up a special pension fund just so people that were affected by it could receive some money. So at the end of this potty, we normally play a song, but we'll just play a bit of a soundbite from that book. Majority of it's from Chapter 5, but that'll just give you a bit of a taste of what you'd be in for if you were to go down the path of getting that book and listening to it. It's, it's definitely well worth it. And anyone who's considering nuclear energy as an option, you should definitely fucking have a listen because it's fucking well worth it. So yeah, that's my book review, and that's uh, five cans out of five for me, that one. It was fucking awesome. So what are we going to do next? bit of propaganda watch yeah yep so i went and seen a movie recently called the joker 
fucking great movie. I really, really enjoyed it. Yeah, same. Um, Very satisfying to watch. Normally, you end up feeling a little bit empty after mainstream movies, but that was very satisfying. No, nah, it's def- it's it's like I put it up there with was it Million Dollar Babies that Clint Eastwood was in. And that was a movie that I thought was r- fucking awesome. This one, you know, it's up there. It was really good. But during the previews before that movie started, there was an ad for an Amazon Prime TV series called Tom Clancy's Jack Ryan Season Two. And I'd suggest there may be a little bit of propaganda starting to leach into this uh, series. So we'll play you a bit of soundbite and you might know what we're talking about. What's the most major threat on the world stage? Venezuela is the single greatest resource of oil on the planet. So why is this country in the midst of one of the greatest humanitarian crises in history? Because if you, you did it may have $40 million worth of sanctions heaped on them daily. Your concern is that the Russians are secretly selling weapons to Venezuela? It would fit a pattern. This ends up in the news. It's just going to cause panic. In nuclear Venezuela, you will not hear about in the news because we'll already be dead. Business a pleasure, Jack. Uh, I'm here for work. Um, so as you can see by that little bit of a clip there, Venezuela starts to get a mention. It's funny now how back in the 80s when I would have been watching movies along the lines of Rambo, Rambo. Part 2 and Part 30 and Part 5000, whatever they're up to, that you just soak that shit in and think that the you know the communists were the enemy in the Cold War and that was all going on and so on and so forth. And then it you know sort of grew into the war into Afghanistan and then into Iraq and things of that nature. But now that you know they're starting to talk about Venezuela ahead of time, it's just prepping the fucking general public for consensus of we got to go in there and take their oil just to help them out it's it'll and help if, them if we go and take their oil absolutely and so if the propaganda is not prepping the public for a future event it may be rewriting the history for a past event apparently that could be the case if you're into video games the apparently they're not real accurate when it comes to recording the events of past wars i'm led to believe and war crimes of certain nations specifically call of duty is that right mick they've rewritten the um so at the end of the aggressor at the end of the gulf war there was an incident known as the highway of death where there was some retreating a retreating caravan of people and some deserting soldiers basically and they were fucking massacred right it's you can google it it's pretty horrific well unless google's now post-truth but anyway the highways death was known as a pretty ordinary episode where they basically just fucking slaughtered all these people trapped on a main thoroughfare away from the conflict zone and now in call of duty the latest call of duty remake using a bit of creative license they have the narrative of the game is that russia perpetrated the highway of death that might not seem a big deal to people listening to this podcast but you think about young people coming through playing these video games i sound like my fucking parents all of a sudden (laughs) you um you come through playing these games and you're a youngster that hasn't you know had any need or hasn't been directed to study the gulf war and all of a sudden things start becoming crystallized in your brain about how things went down and it's just fucking not true and this venezuela one we were talking about this the other day when we were prepping for the show and movies and series like this don't get made last week they have significant lead times and production times so this isn't really just some sort of commentary on what's been going on recently. The decision to produce this Tom Clancy, Jack Ryan thing, whatever the fuck we just listened to, Clarky, had to have, in my view, really been made as part of a public strategy about the conflict itself. How else do you um, account for the time? Because it didn't happen after it. No, no. It's, it's still right. going on. You've got a contender, haven't you, Neil? For the, for the uh, scab dog cunt leaderboard i do and i think if that we if re- re- renamed it sully's back and if sully hasn't already queued the video i know sully's queued the video up sully's sully's hey, our new media associate producer <laughs> sully we've got a new nomination to go before the board for a recent entry for consideration for the scab dog leadership board just sdc just we, edit in SDC. We have, I think, believe it's a Queensland senator who uh, last week had this to say about the good thing that is superannuation. To be honest, the coalition sold out its personal responsibility values when they didn't stop this cancer called superannuation. I'll be honest, the coalition sold out its personal 
responsibility values when they didn't stop this cancer called superannuation. Well, there you go. Nomination accepted? Nomination. He's, he's inducted into the SDC leaderboard. Sully, come here, young man. Righto. I've, cont- I've contained, the, contained the menace for now. Good work, Clarky. So um, who was that again, Neil? The name... <sighs> Rennick. 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 So Senator, he- Senator Queensland Senator Rennick. So for those of you that don't know the awesome story of superannuation, workers in the 80s, four went pay rises. Get your fucking mouth <laughs> this close to the microphone. It needs to be this close to the microphone. Is that better? Get intimate. So workers in the 1980s, four went pay rises to get superannuation. Sound like Christopher Pine's podcast. <laughs> Pine time. I'm going out of my comfort zone. With a, Pine with a Y. Fucking <laughs> nice. Is that a thing? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah no. he's got yeah. a potty called Pine Time. Oh, no. You can't unknow that. Oh, no. I've got my new podcast, Pine Time. <sighs> and how's it reviewing? Don't know, but he's out of his comfort. Sorry, so getting back to that grub, workers came up with the idea that they wanted a better life in retirement, so they come up with the idea of superannuation where they sacrificed wage increases to bank money throughout the journey of your career so that when you come when it comes time to retire, that you wouldn't have to wholly and solely rely on the pension and could potentially um, have a better uh, standard of living because you've got a bit of a nest egg there. And this grub says that's a fucked idea and that it's a cancer. So can you believe the words coming out of this grub's mouth? What a self-righteous cunt he is. It's pretty it's, bad. It's pretty fucking bad that people... It's, it's good in a way, though, to, that he's gone into the fucking... Parliament House and just being that brutally honest and transparent. It's a nice, it's refreshing change, to be honest. Well, yes, and it'd be good if there were there was more like it because then uh, the voting public would actually get a glimpse behind the curtain of what they're voting for. Yep. But this is another example of conservative politicians, and this guy's put a conservative economically conservative and this is the hypocrisy and the fucking logic problem of the whole lot. So you say. We are a party of, we're tough on welfare. You know, we don't believe that welfare is a, you know, it's not an entitlement, it's a privilege, that sort of thing. And also we don't believe that employers should pay workers to fucking uh, do things that workers should do for themselves. So in a consumer-based economy, you don't want welfare and you don't want superannuation. How do you ensure consumption from people leaving the workforce? Or are you literally just saying, well... Again, like the Darwinian problems we referenced mm. before, you're saying, well, old people can, ju- poor old people just die. The yeah. logical conclusion of that, and it's not too much of a false dilemma, that's where both of their arguments go. It's, we don't want welfare and we don't want your boss to pay. You need to sort your shit out. And if you can't sort your shit out, we don't believe there should be a safety net for you. That's really the fucking conclusion of yeah. the argument, which is all kinds of fucking stupid. And just mm. imagine the type of society that that would create if that was able to come to fruition. Like, fuck me, Dad. You'd have homeless people everywhere, people dying on the streets everywhere. There's this, um, be... there's this country oh. <laughs> over... The other side of the world. Over the Pacific. Has 50 states. They've got some homeless people. They've, they've got some They've problems. got bald eagles and lots of freedom. Heaps but of freedom. People are free to die in poverty. Absolutely. When they leave the work. And that's freedom. And you should socialise medicine and free healthcare. You should be free of having to have healthcare. That's, that's right. how free the country is. Exactly. So much freedom. Exactly. Would you? They've got, um, couldn't but they've got a, a few people in, dra- in jail in their country, haven't they? One just, or two. Just a couple of people. A quarter of all prisoners on the planet. In the, in the freest country in the world. Uh, so much freedom. Um, so, yeah, that's pretty much me. We're getting to the edit, very important point. Edit note. Edit note. Yeah, stay where you were, but edit note on that. Freedom is free. Let's cut in that South Park song out of the movie Team America. Which one's that? It's called Freedom Isn't Free. It's not this shit country music song. It's like, Freedom Isn't Free. And it's about war and fucking surrender. Freedom's not free because if we have to go to Venezuela to help them out because they're a bit, you know, struggling with food and shit and we piss off their government, they're just going to have to pay us in their oil. They will have to pay for it. But if we're helping out... It's not free. If if imperialists are helping out the the people of Venezuela by liberating them, isn't that socialist? Because they're helping someone else that should be helping themselves. That's a very good point, Michael. But it's not socialist because then they're going to charge them if that's the right afterwards. Way. They're going to do it fee for service. That's and a fee for service. One getting punched in the head. I saw there's a photo of one Guido bloke so, getting clocked somewhere. Good, good, good. That's a good photo. <laughs> good. Um, <laughs> Whatever that photo was, it's good. Make that our cover photo on Facebook, <laughs> Clarky. Get your hands off that fucking box.
Um, we've got, so, so SDC, we've covered uh, that one off. We have. Did we mention uh, ratings on Apple? Have we done that yet? No, I was going to do that. In the, well, we're pretty much closing up now cool. anyway. So, yeah, can give, I add an organisation to the... Can we start a separate sub-leaderboard for organisations? Good ones or I bad heard, ones? Bad ones. I heard an amazing one. There's an organisation in Australia called... The Australian Debt Buying Association. Great. <laughs> Great organisation. You should have seen the fucking look on Neil's face. It's right. I kid you not, I haven't made that up. It was on um, It was on the ABC the other Sunday before Insiders and a lobbyist from the Australian Debt Buying Association was basically talking up something to do with how their members are all got super integrity around like payday lending and all this other stuff. But... Don't even go there. But anyway, May inaugural we'll, we'll members put, of the we'll, list. We'll put it out there. List. Yes, inaugural can, members. Can yep. some listeners... Pass. You move that? A, list, a listener. You second it? Carried. Oh, fucking... Carried. Mix, mix put carried. the resolution. It's being carried. I've got two legs <laughs> but, and two arms in there. But what we should do is can a listener message our page... Yes. ...as to what the leaderboard should be called for corporations that are fucking no good. That's you, Lockie. Yeah. Time to step up, mate. What, <laughs> what are we going to call it? We've got the SDC for individuals... But the company one needs a, a, new, a new name. It might just be SDC plural. Who knows? Could be. No, but why not? So many let's, let's spread the spread the love. What was spread the name the, of it again? Australian, Australian Debt Buying Association. That's the thing. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the thing. Th- those people like... that buy debt oh, clearly to do not great things with are oh, like fuck. That sounds horrendous. We should unionise. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's right. Rally together and then fucking lobby for better legislation oh, or something. Make sure you can fuck. buy more debt. Because that's good. <laughs> you happy with that, Clarky? Oh, it's just fucking... It's, it's, it's horrendous. It's ruined your Saturday night a little bit. No, it, it hasn't. He looks, fucking, no. he looks unwell. <laughs> no. Let's it, get a bit of colour back in there. No. You want another city, mate? No. No. no, no three's enough. Okay. Let's talk about ratings and reviews. Ratings? Talk, yeah. Over to you, Neil. We need. We really need some help here from our good listeners. We uh, at a, On quick inspection of um, a few metrics that our podcast spits out, from the interwebs. I think it's the first time we've looked at them. We don't really look at them, to be honest, but this one did pop up and it's pretty terrible. So if our good listeners would take the 30 seconds or so it takes to give us a review on the podcast, whichever platform you're listening on, when we did have a look at the Apple podcast, it was noted that out of the 16 reviews that we'd received, it was a fairly even distribution between one to four stars with only one getting a five-star review. And I'm Pretty sure, like about ninety nine percent confident, that might have been a review that I actually fucking put. Were there any comments or just reviews? No comments. Oh, yeah, and one comment. I'm pretty sure that one was from me as well. Right. So no no one's going. This is just the biggest pile of dog shit. No, I wish they would. Then there's something to challenge. Actually, smell it through your ears. It's that bad. Yeah, that's right. So yeah, that would be a big help if we can do that. You got any any Mm. last words, Clarky? Shout out to the lads from Wormald. Tassie had a bit of a dispute with their employer. It wasn't really to do with money. It was more on principle, so that was an awesome thing. Went on strike for a week, got locked out for a week, and ended up getting the result they wanted, so it was fucking awesome. As always, uh, organise your workplace, go on strike, and be safe. Mick? Yeah, well, Clarky's wrapped it up, and so have you done. It's an exciting time to be alive because there needs to be action taken, and we have the opportunity here. There are no excuses for Australian workers not to fucking fire up and get shit done. The battle lines are pretty clear. The libs are fucking saying what they're going to do and they're doing it. Labor's running off back to the centre. The fucking battle lines are there. Let's get on with it and start fucking getting shit done. Roll up the sleeves. Clarky's book review. He's done it. Yeah, but... What was that? That was my phone ringing. Oh, I thought it was coming through the... Yeah, it was just a song. I actually thought that was... Through the jobby. So, that's it? Haven't you you got any parting words, Neil? Words of wisdom? Yeah. No, nothing. What? I like the review. That's a call to arms. Oh, we what missed a... out. We missed out your film review for that doco on Netflix. Ah, oh, do another thing. Go and strike flip cars. Absolutely. China's not communist. It's authoritarian. And we're out. Capitalism system. Yep. Good. And we're out now. Okay. And we're out. Okay. okay. China's not communist. Good night. <laughs> Chernobyl. History of a tragedy by Serhii Plochi. The year 1977 will go down in the history of Soviet atomic energy as the year of the birth of an energy giant on the Pripyat. The figures that Kovalevskaya copied added up to a terrifying picture. As much as 70% of the hardware supplied by one of the vendors had serious defects. Cheaper and more powerful reactor over a safer one. By 1984, they had concluded that despite serious safety issues at the plant, the general situation was improving. 
Why did neither I nor my colleagues shut down the reactor? Trehub had a number of questions about the shutdown procedure, but the Atlov refused to discuss them. At 11.10 p.m., Trehub began to reduce the power level of the reactor. The test had lasted 36 seconds. Those seconds turned out to be crucial for the fate of the reactor. The power level of the reactor was out of control. Sasha Akimov ordered a shutdown of the reactor and pointed with his finger. Press the button. The red AZ-5 button was supposed to do its job and shut down the reactor. This was the positive void effect, the deadly design problem of RBMK reactors that had almost destroyed one of them at the Leningrad power station in 1975, and the reaction there spun completely out of control. The power output of the reactor, which had hovered around 200 megawatts of thermal energy, jumped to more than 500 megawatts of thermal energy within a few seconds, and then shot up to more than 30,000 megawatts of thermal energy, ten times the norm. Now there was nothing to slow down the nuclear reaction. The fuel rods disintegrated, then came the sound of the blast, leaving an opening through which it could freely spit radiation into the atmosphere. The time was 1.23 and 44 seconds a.m.